pass first point guard and trailblazers reporter mike richmond you are listening to another episode of locked on blazers part of the locked on podcast network available wherever you get podcasts and now it's also on youtube if you had not subscribed to the show on youtube do me a favor go ahead and do that right now if you're if you're watching this on youtube smash the button if you are listening to your podcast feed go to youtube you know pull out your phone go to youtube search locked on blazers and subscribe we're trying to grow the channel there we'll set some arbitrary goal in the future but now i'm just asking you politely please go subscribe help me grow the show i I would truly appreciate it. In today's show, we're going to talk about the Blazers' 125-121 loss to the Sacramento Kings. Not good, y'all. <laughs> Blazers are now 1-8 and eight on the road. Um, there. This was this was not the one to lose. Uh, you know, a road trip that goes to Golden State and 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 uh, Salt Lake City after this. Um, second night of back-to-back, all those things. But this was not the game to lose. The, the Kings are not a very good basketball team. They've been playing like a truly bad one. They were 2-7 and seven at home coming into this game, and the Blazers blew it. But we got a lot to talk about. Nurk had an awesome game. The Blazers kind of spoiled a wonderful Nurk night. We'll talk about that too. But first, let's do what we do at this time. It's the fastest recap in the West. Blazers lose 125-121 in Sacramento to fall to 1-8 on the road. They were up 36-32 after one, and they were up 36-32 because Yusuf Nurkic had himself a, a game full of stats in the first 10 minutes. 14 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, and he checked out at about after about 10 and a half minutes. Nurk was balling and balling early. We'll talk about him a lot in today's show. Blazers held on and were up 2 at the half, 71-69. As you can see, not a lot of defense um, in this one, but a nice night from both offenses. With uh, a lot of text, a lot of a lot of whistles, a lot of beef in this one. This was a heavy beef game. Um, it was a game where nobody played defense, so instead of playing defense, they just got mad at each other. Um, uh, but with 49 seconds left in the first quarter, or excuse me, first half in the late second quarter, uh, Robert Covington was ejected for tossing his face mask, wearing the face mask to protect a broken nose, and just for style now, he broke his nose in last January, closing in on a year of the mask. Um tossed his mask at the referee and was summarily ejected for a hostile act. Uh, we'll talk about more on that one in, in a second. But So the Blazers played the second half without Robert Covington, and they went through a slog of a third quarter, up one at the half to up two at the half to find themselves down one heading into the fourth quarter after shooting six of 24 in the third quarter. They were just... They just, it was just an absolute slog on offense. And the defense was, um, the Kings weren't much better, but they they ended up taking the lead. That was a chance for the Blazers to pull away. And said they found themselves um, basically even after three. And it was basically even in the final six minutes when De'Aaron Fox got a technical foul, jawed at the ref, decided to keep jawing. His teammates kind of half pushed him away and he kept yelling. And the Kings' best player, point guard De'Aaron Fox, uh, ejected with six minutes and six seconds left in the game uh, and the Kings clinging to a, at at the time, a three-point lead. Uh, they were up 106-103 at the time of the first tech and then he got ejected after Damian Lillard hit the first free throw. It was a two-point game. But the Blazers couldn't get all the way back. Damian Lillard went 0 for 7 from three in the second half and they never got closer than a Yusuf Nurkic and one with three minutes and 26 seconds left. Three minutes, 26 seconds left. Yusuf Nurkic and one over Marvin Bagley. It's 112-111 for sort of as gross as the second half was for the Blazers. There they are right in it, in this game with a chance to win it. And they got one stop in the final three minutes. One. They stopped the Kings from scoring one time. Kings scored on four of their final five possessions before the foul game happened and 
The Blazers went into scramble mode, but they got one stop in the final three minutes with a chance to win the game, and that's how you lose 125-121. Like I said, spoiled just a monster Nurk game. 28-17, five dimes. He was 12 of 17 from the floor and hit four or five free throws. Damon Lord didn't shoot particularly well, seven of 18 and three of 12 from three, but did damage at the free throw line. 15 of 16, had 32 points and 10 assists. Bad night for CJ McCollum, 13 points, six of 20 shooting. Norman Powell stays ready so he doesn't have to get ready. 22 points, hit five three-pointers. Nazir Little, uh, 16 points off the bench. Larry Nance started in Robert Covington's stead as the power forward in the second half, and he's just a five. He's a five, not a four, and he was not particularly good. Five points and four boards for Larry. He wasn't bad. It's just like he's, um, it's not a great fit for him there. That And, and it's screwed up all the rotations. Darren Fox led the Kings before getting ejected with 21 points, and Buddy Hield had 22. He actually led the Kings with 22 points. Darren Fox would have, but he got ejected after uh, 27 minutes. This was was a defense optional game um, and both teams opted out and the Blazers just they they let you down <laughs> they let you down Blazers fans they really did um, you know this was this was a game where you needed to win because you needed you need a little you just need to get one of these because the next two road games are tough. We'll talk about more, that more to close the show. But you also just like, you need to prove that you're capable of like, this is what good teams do. They beat bad teams. Like regardless of what happens Friday and Monday, regardless of the schedule, uh, you want it because you know you might lose those next two games, right? But like, regardless of that, it's what good teams do. They beat a team that's two and seven, has already fired their coach and is, is about to have the longest playoff drought in the history of North American professional sports. The Kings are bad. The Kings are a bad basketball team. Uh, shout out to Matt George, host of Locked on Kings. He'll, he'll probably tell you the same. Matt, if you're listening, I apologize. The Kings are fine, man. They're fine. They're cool. I like their jersey tonight. But, um, they're, they're, all right, Matt's probably gone now. So, yeah, the Kings are bad. The Kings are bad. Look, it's it, this was not a game you lose. If, if you fancy yourself a good team, fancy yourself a competitive team, and the Blazers are in striking distance of fourth place in the West, right? They could end up with home court advantage in the playoffs. This is a game you win, even the second night of a back-to-back. Even with all the caveats and all the excuses baked in, this is a game you win. Even losing Rocco, and uh, Anthony Simons did not play in this game. Um, he was ruled out prior to tip-off with an upper rep- respiratory infection. Um, it's non a non-COVID illness. Uh, Chauncey Billups told reporters prior to the game that uh, Ant has been sick for a couple days, and it just kind of caught up with him tonight, and he was... He was uh, unable to go so the, uh, we, so we got more Dennis Smith in this game we got 20 minutes of Dennis Smith Jr. Um, it's but it's I like I, I don't have a I have more on this game but like the the real takeaway here is that like this is this is what bad teams do bad teams find a way to lose these games they're one the Blazers are one and eight on the road their one win is over the Houston Rockets there's three teams with fewer than two wins on the road, and it's, it's the truly bad teams. It's Houston, OKC, and the New Orleans Pelicans. Like, it's, it's, um, OKC got thrown in there for nothing. Houston and Houston and the Pelicans, like, it's, and, and, and Portland, like, it's, it's a mess. They're a mess right now. Um, they're just, they're just bad, and the defense just didn't, it, they didn't bring it. They did not, they couldn't get a stop in the final three minutes, but they also couldn't get a stop early. They gave up, you know, almost 70 points in the first half, and if they're going to rip off 70, they need to hold, you know, the Kings are fine on offense, but it's, you know, you score 92 points in the first three quarters. You need to, you, you got to give, put yourself in a position to not be in just trading buckets, and that's what they were. And when you end up trading buckets, and I think that's what you saw at the end of the game, then the offense feels a little bit like a slog. Um, 
I think at the end of the game, the Blazers got stagnant on offense and it was too much Dame dribbling around and too much Dame launching and just trying to run a pick and roll and, and get, get the switch or, or just like get a, you know, get Davion Mitchell off Dame for a moment so he could get loose and do something. And, and Dame had airballed a three late, had a couple bad decisions, um, a turnover on the baseline that led to a run out. Um, but the offense wasn't the issue. The problem is when you do not ever get a stop, when you give up a point, when you give up a bucket every single time down the floor at crunch time, your offense has to be perfect to keep up. And when it's not perfect, it feels like it's failing you. The Blazers' strength didn't fail them. They scored 121. Dame had 32 and 10. He didn't shoot it particularly well, but his true shooting was off, was above league average because he got to the line 16 times. This is what superstars do. They get easy buckets. He was fine on offense. They were fine on offense. The problem was defense, and it feels worse because, like, the offense feels and looks worse because you, you're demanding it be perfect down the stretch. Now, like I said, I think the offense got a little stagnant. I think it was uncreative at the end of the game. Kind of a thing that has plagued them for years is why I've said players are more important than coaches because this this felt like, you know, a lot of what they've done in the past is when, okay, we need a bucket. Let's, Dame's going to pound the rock for 20, 20 seconds, right? Like, it's it's his comfort zone and he wasn't, he, he, he didn't deliver down the stretch like he has so many times, but... It, that wasn't really the issue, right? The issue was that they couldn't get a stop, so help them, and they couldn't get a stop without the Kings having their 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 Kings best player wasn't on the court. Um, they closed with Davion Mitchell and Buddy Heald and and Ty Halliburton. Like <laughs> this was just it was and, and you know and and Bagley and uh, and and like this was this wasn't even the Kings were playing their bench because they were fine. They're trying to figure. They're trying to find their way. And what the Blazers did was let them find their way and score 125. It was, what a bummer. <laughs> this podcast was supposed to be about Yusuf Nurkic. Let's talk about Nurkic in the second segment. This was a whole, supposed to be a whole damn show celebrating Yusuf Nurkic. And here we are instead. We'll talk about Nurk, though, in the second segment because he deserves, he deserves some praise. He was very, very good tonight. But first, bet online. It's Thanksgiving. We all know what that means. Football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. And Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports action this Thanksgiving weekend. So head on over to their new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use that promo code locked on. It's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, combat sports like UFC and MMA, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers that are available to you. That's BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. All right. So we talked about the Blazers' loss in Sacramento. Bummer. Just... um. Truly took the wind out of my sails because in that first quarter when Nurk had 14, 10, and 2, I had had loaded up the optimism cannon and I was I was we were doing 30 minutes on Yusuf Nurkic. Um, I'll just take you behind the scenes. We're gonna do um, um, here if you're on YouTube. Here's my notebook. This is 30 minutes on Yusuf Nurkic right there. Um, but it just didn't happen. It didn't happen. 
Because they let me down. The Blazers let me down to let you down. We got 30, 30 minutes on the Bosnian Beast. We're going to do a full show celebrating Nurk. Because, listen, Nurk's much maligned this year, and you know it when you see it. He's been he's been bad. Like, you see him when he's bad. But he, the advanced stats suggest he's been excellent on defense. He's been an anchor there. Um, you know, the Blazers are a bottom five defense of the league, and they were terrible on defense tonight. But um, Nurk is their, their best and most important defensive player on many, 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 many nights. Most nights, even. Um, not every night, because the matchups and whatever but like he's he's been solid on the defensive end it's just his offense his role has been diminished a little bit and sometimes his decision making is pretty wonky on on offense but none of that was it was all gone we're gonna throw all that out we're gonna throw all the nerk negative stuff out we're gonna talk we're gonna celebrate the bosnian beast sometimes known as the bosnian bear at least on on basketball reference and maybe um one random broadcast where they called him that but the dude was balling. Like I said, 14, 10, and 2 in his first shift. And they did what they've been doing as they went to Nurk in the post. I love to see it. Um, I don't love Nurk post-ups, but I love the idea of starting off the game by establishing Nurk. Like, you give him a, a touch in the post. It's three straight games. They've thrown the ball in. They get him. They, they're basically running the same thing. Um they they swing the ball to the um to the right wing and then as the ball comes back to the left side of the court, Yusuf Nurkic sets a cross screen on someone down low. And so when you set a cross screen in the post, this is straight up North Carolina style basketball. Um, your man is going to be behind you. The, the unless they switch it, the opposing defender is going to go through. You are going to get a deep uh, paint touch. Like unless unless they're really dedicated to to not letting you touch it, just sort of like the flow of the offense, a cross screen in the post. Um, is is going to lead to a post touch, and they've they've done it three straight three straight um, games. First game he uh, Nurk shot it. Last game Nurk passed it. Tonight he passed out, he passed out of the post. I love the idea of Nurk as a passer. I'm I'm hugely in favor of it. I'm hugely in favor of getting Nurk those rhythm touches because late in the game it doesn't always come to him. They're not going to dump it down in the post. He's just not reliable enough down there. It's straight up not a good plan. You just want to give the ball to Damon CJ and kind of let him cook. Didn't work out tonight, but it, it's. Uh, you know, you'd rather move the ball around and generate a good shot, I guess, more than ISO in the poster, ISO out top, I think is maybe a, a better way to explain what good offense looks like in, in the NBA. But they give Nurk touches early. Uh, they they went back to him a second a second straight time. Not the like super obvious, hey, we're going to post Nurk up set to open the game, but they went back to him and he delivered. He made... Um, you know, he got himself into the paint with without bowling people over. Uh, when he did kind of get um, stood up a little bit by Alex Len, he went to his right hand and finished off the glass from both blocks. He finished on uh, as a roller in pick and rolls. He stopped short twice on pick and rolls and made the, like the right decision, the right pass. Once uh, ended up being a ended up being a turnover because CJ McCollum was out of bounds. But it was like Nurk didn't he he maintained like good spacing and good decision making and then you know um he wasn't as good in the and like down the stretch they just didn't go to him and and they kind of got away from him a little bit in the third quarter too but like dude finished with 28 and 17 he had the huge bucket with three and a half minutes left to, to make this game a one-point game where he where he caught it and went up strong and and drew a charge i thought he was going to bowl over bagley but he kind of um pulled up his momentum and bagley was still sliding underneath and they called they called a block or they actually called that uh bagley was in the charge circle, although was, there's some debate whether he was um, whether Nurk caught the ball below the box that would have negated the charge circle or not. I agree with Lamar Hurd's call, by the way. Lamar, if you're listening, I thought you nailed that one. Um, this was just a great Nurk game. Um, actually, let me take that back. Lamar, if you're listening, um, you're... Uh, <laughs> 
I wish your family had come on the road with you because if you're listening to my podcast on Thanksgiving, um, you're just not having as good a time as you could be, man. But uh, in any case, like Nurk was, Nurk was, this was, this was supposed to be the Nurk night. We were going to go back to his 25 and five game that he had against Sacramento. Maybe it's something in the water there in Northern California. We were going to celebrate all of the times where Nurk is underappreciated when he gets six shots in a game, but he still is really impactful. Tonight, he took 17 shots. He was 12 of 17 from the floor. I didn't like either of his three-point attempts, but I'm really never going to like a Nurk three-point attempt, even if they go in. He made his free throws, um, you know, five dimes and just two turnovers. I thought his decision making and his energy was really good and he was rewarded by playing a ton of minutes he played 32 tonight like that's this obviously 28 17 is not what Nurk's going to do every night but this is kind of what Nurk envisions himself as is a 32 minute like you know the second option on offense and tonight he proved that he can be capable of that now the front lines of Alex Len and Damian Jones and Tristan Thompson and Marvin Bagley is just like that's one of the worst front courts in the league of course he ate them alive um (laughs) Um, like it's not going to happen every night. If he averaged 28 and 17, he'd be Will friggin' Chamberlain. Like he's, that's not what he is. He's used of Nurkic and tonight he was fantastic. And tonight I wanted to celebrate him. I wanted to say, I wanted to say, listen, Nurk deserves the love. Nurk has struggled, but he deserves the love and Nurk's been good. And sometimes he still gets, he still doesn't get the love even on nights that he's good. Like this was a Nurk appreciation night. And I want to say, I appreciate Nurk. I thought he was fantastic. Um, I'm not going to tweet his stats. So he retweets me, but if you do, he probably will retweet uh, his stats. Um, He's that's his style. But like, the, Bla- the the Blazers, the his teammates, um, the defense down the stretch didn't allow us to celebrate Nurk. Instead, we got eight minutes and it, like, cool, good, really nice Nurk game, a really nice Nurk game. Um, it doesn't really matter. Like I kind of made fun of like how bad the the Kings front line is. That's what you're supposed to do. That's the job. When you have a mismatch, go get him. And Nurk went and got him. That's why we're celebrating him. If if Alex Lang can't guard you, let him know. Um, another point, and I, this is also a Lamar Heard thing, so Lamar Heard heavy uh, segment, but like he was talking about how he wants them to throw the ball into Nurk um, just to like keep Nurk involved. Um, and I think maybe uh, Lamar is a little more generous in his belief in Nurk's ability to score out of the post, but there is something to just getting him touches. It's why I like doing it early. It's getting him touches so he stays um he stays super engaged on what on what the plan is. I don't think Nurk is like dogging it sometimes. I just think sometimes his um, he doesn't get a lot of touches, so his decision making is super rushed because it's like I'm going to get seven shots tonight. Okay, I got the ball in the short roll. I got to do something, or I got to make you know I got to make the right the right read out of this. I got to make the perfect pass. I got to do this. I got to score. Like if you give him more touches and give him more, there's something about sort of calming Nurk down just by involving him more. It's not going to work every night. Like he's not like a, a super efficient post-ups are not very efficient period like regardless of who you are um, unless you're like Joel Embiid that's that's and Nikola Jokic like there's like two dudes in the league who can post up consistently um it's just it just the way defenses work and the way the way the league works it's just it's tough to like dump it into the post and get good looks but when Nurk has a mismatch and maybe you know two, three times a half, make sure he gets a post up, gets a touch to stay engaged. I like, I like sort of the notion of it. And I think like, 
like I said, 27, 28 and 17 is going to happen every night, but giving Nurk a bigger slice of the pie on offense adds variety and adds value. And the Blazers are good enough on offense that it doesn't really take away um, necessarily from what they want to do. Like, um, you know, it wasn't, this was a high possession game. So I think like looking at field goal attempts in this, in this game, field goal attempts in this game isn't like a good indicator, but um it's not like even just like sort of like percentage of the offense, right? Like it's not like Damon CJ had to take a step back to do this. It's not like really Norm had to take much of a step back for Nurk to get these touches. Um, this was just a night where maybe Ant wasn't in there to get some, to soak up some of the offense and it went and it went to Nurk, right? Like that's kind of the field goal attempt distribution. But I think he's capable of a bigger role on offense. And while a lot of nights I will probably sit in the same chair and say, hey, maybe a little bit less Nurk. Uh, and I'll mean it like I'm, I'm I'll keep it real with y'all, but like um, keeping Nurk engaged so you can get the best out of him is kind of part of the assignment job description with with this particular Blazer team and with where sort of Yusuf Nurkic is at. And tonight he rewarded the Blazers and rewarded you if you watch that game with just a monster game. I wish we could have I wish we could have celebrated Nurk in a win because it was a night to celebrate how special Nurk was. In the third segment, let's talk about what's next for the Blazers. Uh, look ahead to a little bit of this road trip and um, and talk about what could have been after giving one away uh, against the Sacramento Kings. But first, let me tell you about Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar's, Bilt Bar's got deals for y'all. They got Black Friday deals. Uh, Bill Bar's going all out to make Black Friday weekend the most delicious Black Friday that ever was in the history of Black Fridays. How does that sound for you? They got new limited time flavors, new types of bars, and a winter wonderland deal. You want high-end deliciousness at a discount? All through Black Friday weekend. Get at least 20% off everything at Built.com when you enter the promo code LOCKED20. That's new stuff, too. Like, Ruby chocolate puffs. That's marshmallowy goodness and a unique flavor. That's ruby chocolate. Uh, it's it's like a rose color, perfect for the holidays, or perfect if you just like a cool pink color. Um, it's got kind of got it's like a chocolate flavor that's got a kind of a berry taste to it. If you don't want ruby puffs, what about lemon dipped cheesecake? Uh, you probably know what that is. Covered in chocolate, but it's a lemony cheesecake with a little marshmallow puff in there too. Sounds fantastic. Plus, new built Crave Bar. It is a, um, it's it is their answer to a healthy candy bar. So as opposed to the protein bars that I've always been telling you about, the the built Crave Bar is there is their answer. To, the, to those of you who are like, yeah, I'd rather just have a candy bar. Well, how about you grab a Crave bar? So if you buy any Built Box now through Sunday, you will get two of their brand new candy bars, the Built Crave Bar for free. So tis the season to save and to give your taste buds a gift of Built Bar. 20% off Built Bars and two free Crave Bars all at Built.com. Plus you can get 60% off Built Broth and Built Boost, and 40% off Built Swag. That's a lot of deals, y'all. Just enter the code LOCKED20 at Built.com. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked on Blazers, and we're still bummed <laughs> that the Blazers lost this game to the Kings. Like I said, um, regardless, in the first segment, regardless of kind of what's on the horizon, the Blazers need to win this game because you're playing a bad team on the road. Um, they haven't, they're one and eight on the road. Their one win is against the lowly Houston Rockets. This was a game to sort of get, um, you know, put move yourself up in the standings or at least maintain your spot in the, in the sort of in the crowded Western Conference 
four through 10 in the West is packed, right? Like everybody's in there. Um, the Kings aren't even really, the Kings are a mess and they're not even too far away from being in that four through 10 range. Um, there's a bunch of kind of the same skilled meh teams and the Blazers had a chance to kind of keep pushing to the upper echelon of the meh, but instead they just looked meh again. Kind of looked, kind of looked like, kind of looked like that word, that little meh for you. Um, so regardless, this this was this was a bad loss because you want to beat a good team, but it's a worse loss when you know what's next. The Blazers have Thanksgiving off. They're gonna um, head on head on down to San Francisco, taking a bus, I believe, team bus to San Francisco. Um, take a team bus to San Francisco. Do their they'll get together as a team. Chauncey Billups says they'll they'll do like a they'll get together and do like a team catered. You know, Thanksgiving thing for the guys, so everyone has a chance to get together and be thankful. They'll have. Uh, Wednesday off, or excuse me, Thursday off. It's Wednesday right now. Uh, Thanksgiving Day off, and then they play Friday at at Golden State in San Francisco. And here's the bad news: the Kings are bad, and the Blazers found a way to give up 125 to them. The Warriors are the best team in the league. They're just straight up the best the best team in the league. Um, they're best team in the league by like a a, a pretty good margin right now. Um, they're 16 and two. They just beat the snot out of Philly. You know, Philly doesn't have all their parts, but um, you know, they just they, they're really good. Um, and that doubles down on why, how, how bad this loss was because you go into goal, you go into golden state you go into, um, chase center or whatever on, on Friday night and you win. That's a, that's just an incredible win, but it could have been a stacked win and you're more likely to lose because the Warriors are just so damn good. They just beat everyone with a nine minute stretch in the third quarter. Um, it's kind of their formula back when they were a 73 win team. They just tried to win every game in eight minutes in the third. They're back to doing that and they're good enough to do it. Um, it's not a NERC night. They play super small. It's a tough night for them. Um, you know, Jason Quick was on the program uh, yesterday's show. It's still waiting in your feed. We talked to, uh, about a bunch of stuff. So still, if you missed it, a really good one to listen to. But he mentioned that he wanted to see NERC against a small ball team to see if NERC could take advantage. I have limited faith in that. Um, it's just a tough match up for him they play so fast and, and they really punish you if you can't cover in space and Draymond Green's strong as hell so it's hard to post up like if you're going to just try to like take advantage of that um of of that size so like Golden State's brutal that's that looks and feels like a loss and then Monday night after a couple days off um Blazers I think spending four days in San Francisco around uh around uh Thanksgiving so if you're down there uh PDX Brochelite look out for your crew um but Monday evening, they play the, the Utah Jazz, who have been actually started 4-0 at home and have, have lost three of four down there at, uh, I was going to call it the Salt Palace, but that, that building hasn't existed in a long time. At Vivint Smart Home Arena, I believe is the corporate name of that, of that building in downtown Salt Lake City. Um, like, again, one of the good teams in the end of a three-game roadie. And then they come, that's the first night of a back-to-back. Like, it doesn't get easier. And they got a jam-packed week after this. This was a bad loss because of what's on the horizon. Because of two very tough games that are believable losses. And they look, you know, the way the Blazers play on the road, those feel like losses. So when you're kind of just chalking it up, you say, well, we're probably not going to be Golden State. Okay, well, it's going to be tough to beat Utah. Got to get sacked. And that's what makes this tough. So it makes this one so brutal. You not only spoil 28, 17, and 5 from Nurk on 12 of 17 shooting, but you set yourself up to like be facing a three-game losing streak and drop to 1 and 11 to start your first 12 home games. Like you're relatively deep into the season to be sitting on one road win and not looking like you're gonna get another one until December. <laughs> like 
This was a this was a bad loss because if you're a good team, you, you got to beat bad teams on the road. Uh, the path to 50 wins is you go 30 and 11 at home and you win 20 of 21 road games. Slightly below 500 on the road, 30 and 11 at home. Like that's 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 a 50 win team. That is the math. That's I that's a Terry Stotts thing. I stole it from him. Thank you, Terry. Um, but like. They don't, the Blazers like basically just don't have the formula to be pushing up towards a 50 win team because they can't get wins on the road. And, it, and you certainly, you just don't count, you know, most teams are better at home, right? Like that's normal. So you just don't count on going into Golden State and winning. You don't count on going into um, Salt Lake City and beating the Jazz. Like you don't, you don't count on, on, on those happening. You count on going to Sacramento and beating a bad Kings team and they didn't do it. Um, I'm not like someone who says, who's like con condemning them. Um, you know, I'm not like, I'm not a shake my fist guy. Although I have kind of been shaking my fist during this episode, if you're watching on YouTube, but like some, some of me says like it happens um, and, and they're right there. And like the, the, there's just a bunch of mediocre teams in the middle of the Western conference and the Blazers will be fine and find themselves there. And I think I believe that in my heart. Like, I think I really do. Um, I think they will be fine. Um, but this is like relative to my expectations. I think this team is like, um, you know, a first round playoff team, right? Uh, and if you were hoping for more, they just haven't shown you the hope for more because every time they seem to get a little momentum, they have to leave the state of Oregon. And when they do that and they get on a plane, they are not good. And they weren't good tonight in Sacramento, which puts them up against it against two really good teams to close out this road trip. Dang. <laughs> That's the best I got for you. Dang. Um, I would have liked this to be the use of Nurkic podcast. It wasn't. Uh, that is going to do it for today's show. I want to say thank you, dear listeners. Um, here in the U.S., I know we have a bunch of international listeners, but here in the United States, uh, many of us celebrate Thanksgiving today as you're listening to the show on Wednesday, November 25th. If you are someone who celebrates um, Thanksgiving, then let's uh, take a moment to be sort of thankful for the community we have here at Locked on Blazers. If you're not someone who celebrates Thanksgiving, either uh, um, someone who lives in the United States and just doesn't celebrate it for um, whatever of your preferences, uh, or you live outside the U.S. and you don't understand our weird turkey holiday, uh, it's, it is, um, it, it has kind of dicey roots maybe, um, in a false origin story, but like it, it's, I think at its core, it, Thanksgiving is a, is a decent holiday, right? Like it's reminding us to be thankful of the people and the things that bring us joy, the people, the thankful of, you know, to say out loud that we are thankful for the people and the things in our lives that we otherwise take for granted or we otherwise don't, you know, outwardly say thank you for. So let me say it to you, dear listener, regardless of what sides you prefer, or whether you think turkey is gross or not. Thanks. Thank you. I really, really appreciate you. It's, I've loved growing this community. I've loved watching it grow. I love interacting with you all on Twitter and, and via the email. Um, it's, it is really, it's one of the things that really brings me joy in my life. So thank you so much. I'm, I'm really, really, truly appreciative of it. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the show on YouTube, tell your friends about this podcast. Podcasts grow by word of mouth. The way you can help me is just tell a friend who likes the Trailblazers that this is a podcast you like and that they should listen to it. You can tell them that they, it's available wherever they got podcasts and also on YouTube. Just search Locked on Blazers. We will be right there waiting for them. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.